welcome to another special edition of the Gone to the Dogs podcast. We are up to episode 13 because the derby is absolutely whizzing by. I cannot believe we're up to the quarterfinals already of the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound derby. As always, my co-pilot is... Joe Andrews. Good evening, afternoon, morning, depending on when you're listening. I was saying evening, That's I've completely messed that up, haven't I? It's fine, this is though. episode 13. It's it's unlucky, isn't it? It's just bad luck. I'm just going to stutter the way through, my way through it. So, um, yeah. Can't wait to edit that later. <laughs> Move on. And also <laughs> joining us, as they have for most of the rounds so far, uh, it is Lofty, first of all, aka Martin Chapman. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad, Danny. Not so bad. It's a warm one today, but sat with the window open. Usually get my dog barking. And we've got next door neighbour's cockerel crowing away outside now. So, um, you're even putting a few selections later on to take more notice with me do with me <laughs> and uh the man from ireland uh, who's identifying as neve tonight <laughs> via his little zoom name but it is of course barry call barry how you doing i'm doing very well i've been called an awful lot worse so um yeah i've been called worse than neve just didn't i'm such a busy man i didn't have the time to change myself so for the next hour or so i'm going to be identifying as neve but very i'm very well and delighted to be a part of the show once again and we are delighted to have you both. Now, let's dive in to the Greyhound Derby quarterfinals. It is race five that begins uh, with quarterfinal number one, and it's trap one, Aero Aaron, two, Savannah Bow, three, Boyle Sports Gift, four, Hopes Rhino, five, Romeo Command, and six, Burj Khalifa. And we have heard from many of the connections as well of some of the quarterfinalists. We've got Joe Slater here about Aero Aaron. Pat Janssen's talks Romeo Command and Jason Heath is on about Hope's Rhino. Aero Aaron has done the kennel proud so far, going through to the quarterfinal, showing guts and determination through each round. Having drawn trap one on Saturday night, we'll hopefully see him get a nice run round the first bend. We know the dog stays, hopefully hold his position and qualify through to the semi-finals next Saturday. The dog is as well as he can be going through to the next round. Good luck to everyone involved. Trap 5, Romeo Command, um, ran very well last week. Is improving with every run, as you can see. Um, I don't think Trap 5 is a problem. As long as soy, you don't get bumped around the first two bends, um, hopefully I'll finish in the first three, come out of the race well, is in good form, um, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's a big achievement for not, not just for the dog, but for the kennels as well to get to the quarterfinals of the derby. He hasn't really taken greatly to the curve traps yet. And um, if we can just find a, just another length to the bend, I think he, he could go around sort of in a handy position and we're, um, we're just hoping he can sort of hang on for third really it's it's a tough tough race but he's a strong running dog and if he can go round third then there's every chance of him going into the semi-final now both joe and patrick are not worried about either of their draws for aaron and romeo command and jason is just hoping that the rhino can turn handy and qualify 
this is a tricky one for me because I love Romeo Command. Obviously, he's 12 from 13 since hitting the UK, and he can do it both ways. He can do it from the front. He pinged with a 4-11 split last week, went for a 4-29 split in the first round, and still managed to come from off the pace and win. He's also got the fastest time in the field as well, recorded in uh, the third round, 28-75. Burj Khalifa is the one that I'm going to have to side with for me. I just love him. Uh, he finally showed what I thought he could do last week in the third round. He bolted clear of Jack Tavenbella by five lengths. There was a little bit of trouble in behind, but he's going to keep himself high, wide and handsome here, Burj Khalifa. And I think he's just going to be a little bit of value to maybe throw it down to Romeo Command just a little. I might be being daft. I don't know, but I've got to go with Burj Khalifa. Lofty, I'm going to come with you, to you first. Are you taking on Romeo Command here? Uh, last week, I wanted to take him on. I just purely thought the fact, and like everybody thought in trap two, he had um, Sinet Otis drawn inside him. Everyone thought he had a dreadful draw because Sinet Otis is going to come out of the traps like he rarely does and move off that he usually does as well. Of course, winning two strides, we see command blow the boxes, and, and that was the end of that. Uh, you know, that was a, a tremendous performance. You see him out in trap five. I've seen a few people during the week and say that trap five won't bother him at all in any way, shape, or form. Look, he brings that A game over again. If he leads, there's just no point in the race even, even being run. We see what he'd done in the round before when he uh, he picked up uh, Burj Khalifa when Burj Khalifa led him. Look, Burj Khalifa has been well found now in the market. I mean, last week he was 20 to 1. It was too big. It was a, a bit of LeBake about him last week, or born warrior in the Irish Derby. He was never more than <laughs> five foot away last week at Toaster from someone who backed Burj Khalifa during the week at 20 and 16 and 14. Um, yeah, you were on as well, Dan. You know, a few people <laughs> put him up. And he was, yeah, he certainly wasn't unfound. I was actually chatting to uh, Plunkett, uh, Plunkett Matthews at Oxford on the uh, last Friday night. He was just there for an evening out. And we were going for all the heats together. And we also, he was, he was massively priced away run the week before. Like before, I've not backed him. But, you know, I say he's around a four, nine, four to one, nine to two chance this week. So you can say all the value out of him's gone. Uh, I mean, look, to me, if he brings the game to the table again, Romeo commands, you think. You know, he'll certainly qualify and it should be good enough for him. Uh, Boyle Sports Gift was a bit disappointing last week in that race. He did find a bit of trouble. Uh, you know, he flew out of trap one in the second round. We don't know absolute brains on him. I just think, I don't know, his run last week left a little bit to be desired. Savannah Bow, you know, he's, he's qualifying again. I thought Savannah, either Savannah Bow ran very well last week or Gaetan Nemo ran poorly. I was quite surprised that he actually picked up Gaetan Nemo to finish second last week off the back. Aaron, you know, he's, he's done absolutely blinding to get there for Richie Tabner and, you know, fair play to him. And Hopes Rhino, oh, I thought actually ran a lot better last week than um, his position suggests. He actually ran quite well and stayed on well, but he's going to have to tread carefully with a bit of pace, a uh, bit of pace around him here and Hopes and Romeo Command may be slightly edging in. But no, look, Romeo Command brings his A game to the table from last week. I think it's, uh, it's his race to lose against on uh, Saturday night. Joe, can you take on Romeo yeah. Command? Um, yeah, I think so. Look, he was ultra impressive last week, wasn't he? Brilliant. I did, I did back him myself and fancy him, and uh, he duly did the business. But if you know, if he starts like that again, he, he's not going to get a beat here, is he? But but will he start like that? I don't know. And he is in trap five. He could have a little bit of trouble with Burj Khalifa, obviously pacing up with him or even getting ahead of him, possibly if he doesn't get out well. Um, he was running out of four, five and six in Ireland, um, but he wasn't winning those races. So I don't know whether it will inconvenience him or not, but he'll certainly have to be on his on his toes here, um, you know, with Ball Sports Gift in there as well. You know, Ball Sports Gift should should lead to the bend here. He should have too much toe, certainly for Savannah Bow and probably Aero Aaron as well. But 
I, I just from from a sort of value point of view, I don't. I rarely back dogs each way, but I did back Savannah Bow each way um, last week. Um, the one time Savannah Bow didn't didn't win, but I think fourteen to one again is is crazy. I think um, you know he's going to be running on again. He's in good heart. You know the times are good, even though he was beat by Distant Podge last week, who, who smashed out um, as he's been as he was threatening before the derby or doing before the derby twenty nine twelve. And I, I just think. Um, you know, he could get ahead of Aero Aaron. If Ball Sports Gift doesn't get in his way, um, he could have a nice trip round and um, be flashing home. So I think at 14 to 1, I'm going to back Savannah Bow each way here. Okay, Savannah Bow each way to take a bit of value out the race. And Barry? I really like Ball Sports Gift in this one, Danny. I just think, forget last week's run. I think, you know, he, he didn't come out as well as he can. And he was beat, okay, he was beat 10 lengths by Romeo Command. And if you're looking at that at face value, you, you think, how's he going to turn that around? But he was he was 10 lengths behind him at a sprint box. He can come out much quicker than that. He's a, he's done a 403 from trap three in a trial part of the competition. He's done a 414 tonight when Lofty said he was well back from trap one. He can come out much, much better. It's not just his toaster form. He's he's flown out in Limerick a couple of times. He's done it in Shelbourne Park. He's a dog with big, big early pace. And I think if he leads, he'll do 29 seconds. Joe did touch on that. Romeo Command, when he ran in Ireland, he ran five races from traps four, five, and six. He was beaten all five. And if you're being picky, he actually ran two trials, two two-dog trials from trap five, and he was beaten both of those as well. So he's never won from any wide box, be it a trial or a race. So you have to take that into consideration. I know he seems to be a different dog since he's gone over there, but look, I'm going to take him on. I, I still think Boyle Sports get drawn on the inside of him. He's no early pace around him at all, with Hope Rhino and with Savannah Bow. And Erlo Aaron on his inside. I respect Burj Khalifa out wide. He's going up strongly. He looks like he's going to have a great chance of qualifying, stay out wide and clock as usual, 29-10 or so. It'll be hard to keep him out of the picture. It'll be hard to keep Savannah Ball out of the picture as well with his massive finish. But I think Boyle Sports gift is a certainty to lead here. Bar the Romeo command takes another flyer. Look, it's not it's not impossible, but I fancy Boyle Sports gift here running the inside of Romeo command. And I think about two to one, he represents good value in the first quarter final. Okay, so Boyle Sports gift the one for Barry. What about the second one? That comes up as race number six on Saturday. And we have trap one, Sinet Otis, two, Clona Duke, three, Romeo Hanzo, four, Mystical Mario, five, Kashis, and six, Ballyhimikin Leo. We can hear now from Kevin Hutton on Sinet Otis. Well, we're um, we're absolutely thrilled to line up in the in the quarterfinals with Sinet Otis. Um, he's just been a tremendous dog for us. He really has. He's a proper competition dog. You know, he's made seven or eight Group One finals in the past, and he just keeps finding a way to qualify. Um, obviously, we've uh, we've a lot to find on on the clock with um, with the best dogs in this derby. But um, you know, the draw in the quarterfinal gives us. Um, gives us a great chance of, of making it through to the semis but um you know whatever happens we we've had a terrific derby with him um great fun for ourselves and, and Stephen Harvey and um the dog's taking his races ever so well um in fact he's improving as as we go um so yeah we're, we're very hopeful with him
and he thinks the draw gives a great chance, even if he has a little bit to find on time, which he certainly does. But you can see him going through the competition and he's improving with every single round. He recorded his best time behind Romeo Command last time, even though he got crowded a little on the second bend of 29.43. Obviously, we've got the track record holder in here with Clona Duke, the 28.83 back on the 26th of May. We've got Romeo Hanzo in here, who should be away and gone down the centre, potentially if Mystical Mario doesn't bring his 401 split that he did in the third round. It was absolutely unbelievable. Bit of a flash in the pan, maybe, because he put a 412, 411, 413. So he is quick, but he was absolutely lightning last week and he did get picked up by a stronger type. Kashis has been the one that I've championed from the first round. I love Kashis for the Richard Reese kennel. And, you know, he's won in two rounds so far. He was crowded last week. Is box five going to be a problem for him? If Mystical Mario gets out with the 401 split, no, I don't think it will be because I think he might edge in anyway. Uh, Kachis and Mystical Mario hopefully will be away and gone. If they break on level terms, I think this could get a little bit congested around the first bend, Joe. Completely agree. Yeah, this is a real tough heat. And Clona Duke, Romeo Hanzo, Mystical Mario, the way Kachis continues to break well. You know, there's loads of pace going down the middle that might benefit Ballyhimmick and Leo, of course, um, out wide. Could definitely benefit by staying out of trouble and also sign it Otis. You know, if there is any trouble in the middle um, and he maybe, you know, is a little bit behind, he could slip up the inside and um, and certainly qualify. And I hope he does for, for Kevin. Um, I've obviously backed Clona Duke anti-post, so I, I just hope he comes in the, the top three. I think he's about seven or four at the moment. I wouldn't want to be backing him. And to be honest, I can't really see much of an edge in this race betting wise. And I think I'm just going to sit sit it out and, and see what happens because it's one of those. It's it, who, who's going to get out of the traps fastest four of them could get out in a similar fashion down the middle and then you know you're sort of in the lap of the gods I mean we, we thought Clona Duke had a had a bad draw last time and he was pretty lucky to get away with it at the first mm. bend and stay out of trouble and, and get round so um, he's in he's in trap two here and not four so you'd hope he will get a better run round and I'm a little bit more confident this week but it but it's a good race um, it, it really is and um, you know I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it is going to be a fight to the corner, I think, this one, Barry. Yeah, it's it's such a tricky race to have a bet in because you're looking at Clona Duke, it's just chalk and cheese his last couple of weeks. Like If, if you're standing there as a layer, you're petrified because if he comes out and does 398, you know it's all over. <laughs> but if you're backing him and he does 440, you know you know your, your money is done. But I can't see five and six getting involved. I just think they lack the early pace, especially with early pace in two, three and four. Mally mm -hmm. Hinnick and Leo lacks a yard of early pace from me. Cachise, probably the same. Mystical Mario... Yeah, that was a flying section he's done last week. And I think, in fairness to me, he stays middle enough on the run-up. He does come in on the corner, but I think for the first 80 or 90 yards, he'll, he'll stay pretty straight. Romeo Hanzo is the most reliable trapper of the big Holland duo, if I'm honest. It's not just over in, in, in Toaster, but it's also around Limerick and Shelburne Park. He's some good sectionals at, at both tracks, all three tracks, when you include the Derby venue now as well. Clona Duke, look, he's probably a bit of value. He's around about 7-4, to four, but it's just hard to know what he's going to do. For me, he was a little bit disappointing behind Brinkley's Magic last week. I know Brinkley's Magic is so, so quick, but he never made a yard in him. And in fairness, Brinkley's Magic went further and further ahead. But look, Danny, Greyhounds are just, for me nowadays, they're bred different. And if they're out on the bunny, they'll get back to their very best form. But it's it's a really hard hard race to have a selection in. If I was to put one up, I would put up Romeo Hanzo just because he is that little bit more reliable at traps. But um, I wouldn't like to be in lofty shoes there if he has to stand up and lay clone the Duke at 2-1 from Saturday night because, you know... He's very, very capable.
He certainly, certainly is the track record holder, Klona Jukin too. Lofty, how do you see this one? Yeah, I just think like a battle to the corner between two and three, really. They're going to be sort of like, you know, six to four, seven to four each or two and, and just sort of take your pick where they are. Um, as, as Barry said, look, you know, what climb are you going to see? If you see that 398 section when he blitzes out and, you know, he's probably got more speed than Romeo Hanzo. He actually ran really well from the cross position against Savannah Titan. You could have said last week, yeah, that running against Brinkley's Magic. You know, he's actually come through the bars, Brinkley's Magic, and clocked that. At 28.70, you know, I said about unbelievable that time. I'm taking that with a, a small pinch of salt. If you said on the same night that he would have gone 25 spots quicker than Swords Rex, having seen the two races just to the naked eye, you know, if they would have put Swords Rex and Brinkley's Magic round to a toaster together in a match bet, I know I would want to be on. And I think everybody would have been on the same people if they had it in a, each, each or two match bet. But no, look, I mean, um, it's going to be a battle to the corner between the pair of them. You're going to have uh, Mystical Mario edging across slightly. He's run well, actually. He's done nothing against Mystical Mario, but you'd have thought two or three would certainly have too many guns. Mr. They can bend him off at the corner and take him up down the back. Um, Kachice, you know, Kachice, I know my pronunciation goes a better ball. Better, gets better by the week with the dog. Um, I should know by now. Uh, look, he's, he's been showing more early in the derby than what he's got. He's going to turn probably fourth or fifth there, though, and he's going to find dogs with a lot more pace in front of him this time as well, you know, and he's going to be struggling to back run dogs like these as well as his run. Um, Signing Otis, again, not convinced track one for him. Uh, yeah, it's a tricky race, Ballyhimic and Leo. Again, you know, perfectly okay last week, but um, I think he was a slightly say, fortunate winner in the second round, and he's just been there or thereabouts, but doesn't really sort of uh, set the imagination and set, set your wild. Tricky race to bet. I was quite happy to go and stand and, you know, put six to four, seven to four on the ball and let them pick it. If I was forced to pick one, I'd go with Clone and Duke of the pair. But um, from a bookmaking point of view in the shoes, quite happy to try and lay them both at the prices and just see where they come down. Same thing last week with uh, with Romeo Command. You know, I sort of, uh, it, it looked a bit of a two-dog race on paper. You know, I sort of I opened the hod up, let them play, let them back Romeo Command or Ball Sports Gift. Luckily, it come out the right way for me and, Romeo Command was, was the better of the two. So this is a similar sort of race from a betting point of view for that. So that'll be that'll be my way of taking this heat on anyway. Okay, tricky one for the second of the quarterfinals. We're up to the third already. Race number seven on Saturday. And trap one is Jack Tavern Bella. Two Ballymac Marino. Three is Drive on Lad. Four Brinkley's Magic. Five Gay Time Nemo. And six is Ninja Kerry. Now we've got a couple of people talking about their dogs. Tom Halebrun talks Brinkley's Magic and Belinda Green on Ninja Kerry. Hey Joe. Yeah, obviously we're over the moon with the way Magic's running at the moment. Um, he's, he's just coming to hand at the right time. You know, he's he ran terrific on, on Saturday and ran a fantastic bend and Clona Duke turned handy enough to give him a race and he, he just put him to the sword on Saturday. He was mightily impressive, but you know, he's, that sort of run... Um, we, we've known he's capable of for a long time, but you know I've I've, I've been numerous times in interviews calling him the aeroplane without the sat nav because that's what I think sometimes he is. He's you know he's seriously fast when he cuts loose, but he just seems to find trouble or he'll, he'll stick a, a, a brake on at the, at the first bend and then go on. But you know he's running really toaster really well at the moment, and it looks as if the more looks he has at the track, the better he's getting. So. You know, he's come out of the race really well. Um, if we can hold gear time Nemo on our outside on Saturday or, or you know, potentially lead him, um, he'd, he'd got to put himself in, within a big chance of qualifying. And obviously that's all, we, that's all we need Saturday. So, yeah, very happy with the dog at the moment. 
Hi guys. So at the quarterfinal stage now in Injikeri, absolutely over the moon to make it this far. It's the farthest we've been as a kennel and obviously the furthest he's been as a dog himself. So we're absolutely chuffed to be here. But obviously at the quarterfinal stage, it is a little bit let's say unforgiving so obviously we find ourselves in a hard heat to be expected um ballymac marina has obviously been faultless so far brinkley's magic really has a bit between his teeth and obviously then you've got gay time nemo drive on lad and jack Tavon bella again all running superbly well um i think the only way we can realistically qualify from this is a little bit of hope to be fair but you know, you've got Merino, Magic and Nemo that have similar sort of sectionals and could go up to the bend relatively close to each other, as long as one of them doesn't take a flyer, of course. If that happens, there is potential for a little bit of scrimmaging on the inside. So we're hoping for high, wide and handsome from, from Ninja Carrier this week. And, and then we just hope that he can get himself in, you know, a handy enough position. And then I'll just be looking back the whole time to make sure Jack Tevin Bella or Drive On Lad aren't too close to us coming off the last turn. But look, it's, it's great to be at the quarterfinals and, you know, well done to everyone that's there and, and good luck to everyone. And finally showing that Magic might have purchased a sat-nav for Toaster and Belinda is hoping that Kerry can keep high, wide and handsome. I think he will be able to. It's whether or not he can match the pace of a couple of these in here, Ninja Kerry. I think he'll be running on but it might just be a little bit too late for the outside runner i absolutely love jack tavern bella i think she's putting some cracking runs so far through the derby she's been second on every single round but she's been on the premises late doors you know she was last pretty much all the way around the track last time and she managed to power home and be second behind burj khalifa in a messy race you know bally mac marino Poor perfect so far throughout the competition. Drive on lads, one of my anti-post bets, and I'm just hoping that he qualifies. I don't think he's that pacey, of course, into the first bend, and he's got a bit of time to make up, but I think he's quite a good competition dog. So it seems he just want, you know, does enough. He's been second and third in each round, and he does keep getting into little bits of trouble as well, but he hasn't half got an engine on him when he hits the um, halfway point down the back. Brinkley's magic, of course. We saw what he did last week. He went 28-79, won by seven and a half lengths. Then you got Gay Time Nemo, who won in the first round, second and third since then. Got a bit of pace as well, Gay Time Nemo. But I think if I was going to go and back one, it'd have to be the bitch on the inside, Jack Tavern Bella. I've just been really impressed with the way she's been finishing off in each of the rounds so far. And I think if she's handy enough or to be fair even if she's not i think she's still going to be running on like a train in the closing stages so she'd be the one that for me i think would yeah take the eye and i'd probably have a little cheeky bet on her barry yeah do you know what she's probably the most likely qualifier danny if you're mm. if you're to put your house on one to, to, to come through this in the first three it probably would be jack tavern and bella because decent draw on the inside and you know she's going to power home um, I'm going to take a bit of a flyer in this race. I'm going to give Drive on Lad a bit of a chance. I just think he's too big at 25 to 1. He has 410 done around there on more than one occasion. He can come out, and I think he's better drawn to come out of trap three. A couple of these in here can fluff the start. Let's be honest. Jack Tavern Bella hasn't got much early. Brinkley's Magic can fluff the start. Good and all as he was last week. We've seen Gaytime Nemo miss the start, and Ninja Kerry probably lacks a bit of early pace out wide. Drive on lad, I thought he's ran well the last couple of weeks. He's similar to Distant Podge. We've seen Distant Podge before the competition. He was flying out, 409s, 410s, and then once the derby started, it was just 430s after 430s. And he finally got it right last week. And I just think Drive on lad could get it right this week. I know Ballymac Marina looks the one to beat, but 
he's a little bit disappointing time-wise, isn't he? There's rumours about mm. a little bit of a bug in, in the Dowling's kennel and hopefully they're all over it now and he can improve. But I think at 25 to 1, with the possibility of a couple of dogs around them missing the break, you wouldn't know what Brinkley's Magic is going to do going to the corner. And I just thought he's been held up on more than a couple of, of occasions on his last few runs. As you mentioned, he does have a big, big engine. He will run on, but he's capable of coming away as well. So at a big price, I give um, Drive On Lad a bit of a chance. Gay Time Nemo, I thought he was one of the biggest eye catchers in round two. Probably slightly disappointing last week behind Distant Podge, still clocking a reasonable 29 20. Ninja Kerry has run well behind Romeo Magic on Romeo Handle the last couple of weeks without getting much publicity, but I still think he's just a little bit limited in this type of company. And Brinkley's Magic, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. Jack Tavern Bella will be steaming home, but at a massive, massive price, I certainly give Drive On Lad a chance. I think he might be able to take a flyer from, from Trap Tree. You might have just talked me into my own anti-post bet there as well, Barry, to be fair. <laughs> I do love Drive On Lad, to be fair. I just just don't know if he's going to win. So I don't know if I can put him in that tipsters competition on Saturday as well. Uh, well, I'll Lo- have to. <laughs> <laughs> Lofty, who are you with? I think I might have to throw in some darts, try and get to the front of that. Might have to start napping <laughs> 20, 25 points. Look, what Barry said, I think Jack Tavon Bella was 14 during the week. You know, you get the derivative markets where they bet the first three. I mean, whatever price you'll be first three, I just think you can you can unload on it because it's very, very hard to see a not qualifying it. Bally Mac Marino, he's been... It's not been, as you say, he's been doing, you know, you can't beat what he's been winning by, you know, nine and three quarters, three and three quarters, four and a half lengths. I mean, he's, I've not gone well with the dog yet. He's just, he's probably found the weak heats all the time. Like he was eight to 13, I think, on the earlies I looked at. I mean, I'd be more than happy to try and land on that person. I think he'd be a lot bigger on the night, whether it, he won't be odds, he won't be odds against, but I could certainly see him being sort of near a, a four to five, you know, six to five on, 10 to 11 chance. Uh, you know, he's just not really... So far, set was a light for me. I know what he's done and he's, what he's capable of and what he did in Ireland in the uh, in the juvenile at Tralee. Drive on, lad, as you say, the sectionals, you know, he's got he's shown them good sectionals there. He knows he is capable. I mean, that maiden derby form maybe wasn't quite up to scratch, but he's got, you know, proven solid form around toaster. Yeah, at around 25 to 1. I mean, you can think of worse dogs to back. You're, you're certainly better worse 25 to 1 shot than him. Um, what we saw Brinkley's magic last week, if he brings that to it again, you know, maybe the dog's just starting to come to himself. I mean, I had a look at his Irish card, actually, when he was uh, over there. And he had some, like, very low 28 runs around Shelbourne Park as trials as a youngster. So he's clearly got the engine there, you know, and he's just sort of something to... It's just starting to come out of him now, and he's clearly showing that speed that he definitely showed around there. Gay Tom Nemo, I disappointed with him last week. I just said earlier on about Savannah Bow. For a dog who had 600 form at Shelbourne, I was quite surprised that Savannah Bow picked him up for second, but obviously it'll be a different dog on the bunny. He could possibly get out in front here. There's not, you know, a ridiculous amount of early pace in the race, but I'd rather see him run again. And Ninja Kerry, as you mentioned, you know, won the Sussex Cup. I mean, it's hardly say it's, a, you know, not quite the class. He's, he's, he's a cat one winner around Hove, you know, and a, a top grade cat one. Not in quality, not entirely sure he's taken a toaster, to be truthfully honest, but he's been there and thereabouts. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him qualify in this lineup if one or two of the, uh, the big guns could, could fluff their lines, but no. Jack Tavon Bella would be a, a certainty to qualify, and I'd be more than happy to take on Bally Matt Marino at odds on. I think he'll be, say, a lot bigger than what he is at the moment. There's sort of the 8 to 13 chart. He certainly will be on track with me anyway on Saturday night. Get down there. <laughs> yeah, make sure you do get down there, snap up the value. Uh, Joe, where's the value lie for you? Um, yeah, I'm sort of le- plus one for a little bit of an upset here, but I'm, I'm with you, Danny. I think Jack Tavon Bella at 10 to 1 um, is, is a good price here, certainly a big price. You know, she'll be staying on. 
She, again, she might get a nice pitch from from trap one behind Ballymac Marino. You know, if Drive On Lad gets out the same as he has been um, in the derby, you know, she won't be far behind him. So I think she could be a nice pitch. Brinkley's magic was brilliant last week and and the week before. Um, but trap four just just puts me off here. I don't think that's a great draw for him. Um, so I'm I'm going to go for Jack Tavin Bella to to pick up these late on at a big price. Yeah, not as big I... as Drive On Lad, mind, but. <laughs> But at least we're trying to find the value and we are all taking on Ballymac Marino. So interesting for the third quarterfinal. And then we've got the final quarterfinal. Race number eight on Saturday. Sees trap one, Romeo Top Gun. Two, Ballymac Finn. Three, Swords Rex. Four, Fabulous Azura. Five, Distant Podge. And six, Untold Zlotty. So we've got Pat Janssen's on his other two here. Romeo Top Gun and Fabulous Azura. And Callum Purdy has a word on Untold Zlotty. Trap forward, Fabulous Azura. Um, she'll have to come away running, and I'm not sure if she can, but she'll have to do her best to, to clear the free dock. Um, Sports Rex to the bend. If she does, she's got every chance. If she don't, it's going to be hard for, for Fabulous Azura, you know. But she's a great four, come out, race well, and she should improve again. Yeah, we're really pleased with him, especially after Saturday's performance. Um, he made his task incredibly difficult for himself. He didn't start, gone to the corner last, six wide, rode a bump, managed to stay on his feet, found himself fourth out the second bend and, and quickly went after Faye Point Susie. He managed to clear her by the third bend, which was what I took out of the race, considering how poorly he started to the bump that he took. To be in a qualifying position by the third bend, um, especially for a wide seed, was very pleasing. Um, but like I said last week, he's only had a handful of races pre-Derby. Um, I think he's the youngest in there with, with Ballymat Marino, which is obviously great company to keep. Um, but look, we're under no illusion whatsoever how difficult Saturday's task will be. You look at the makeup of the race, it, it could arguably be the final. Um, I'm sure the other quarterfinalists would say the same in their heats, but this is a real good race. Swords Rex has, has been so impressive up until now. Um, but look, this is toaster. Things can happen there. Um, and we're we're over the moon to be in the final 24. Now, Pat's loving the draw for Top Gun, and Azura just needs to come away running to be in there with a chance, and Callum knows how tricky it's going to be for Zlotty on the outside, despite having a good draw. Because, of course, Untold Zlotty has got... Uh, the draw here for Carol Weatherall is the only wide seed in the field. You've got Distant Podge in here, of course, who finally showed what he can do last week. He pinged the leads with a 4-10 split. We've seen him do that before, and he's a big lad. He's going to be able to hold his pitch around this first bend. Got Fabulous Azora, one of just two bitches left in the competition. She finally got um, her head in front in the competition last week. She'd just been creeping behind Faye Point Susie and Hurry Up Jordan. Swords Rex, I mean, he's just poor perfect, isn't he? Bally McFinn, he's crept around in third place so far in each round. And Romeo Top Gun, I was impressed by his first round run. Since then, he just can't seem to get out of trouble. However, I think Patrick Janssen is pretty keen on his draw today uh, on Saturday because... He won from this location. He is a railer. I think he could be in with a good shout, Romeo Top Gun, to at least qualify in the final quarter final. I love Distant Podge. If he puts in the 410 split, I think he could give Swords Rex a run for his money. But it's got to be all about Swords Rex, hasn't it? Lofty, or are you trying to take uh, him on? Look, we were saying 
But I was talking to Dave Clark the other night, actually, when on RPG TV, and we were on about, you know, do dogs go through a derby unbeaten without seeing another dog? Um, you know, one night Will Swords Rex getting behind dogs and will he have to do something when he's in behind? Maybe here if Magic Fabius Azura comes away, distant Podge takes the flyer, this might be the night he has to do it. But look, he's been poor perfect so far, as he? he's been very, very hard to, to put him wrong. You know, trap three, all traps seem to come alight to him. I think trap three would probably be his absolutely perfect box if he looked at him. It's hard to see past him here, isn't it? Fanny McFinn's been hitherto very disappointing. I thought he was very, very flat last week. A lot of people fancied him last week against Swords Rex. He had his boxing trap three and, you know, Swords Rex just blew him away. Uh, top gun, I think. I agree. He's got a lovely draw in red. You know, he can find his, keep his way out of trouble. Distant Podge, he's got to find them trapping boots again. We know he had them when they come out last week. Um, I'm not sure what Callum said about Untold's Lottie, but it's very hard to fancy him, to be honest. He's, you know, he's going to keep himself. He's got his draw out wide, but he's going to need to, a bit of trouble here and things to happen in front of him, I think, to... Uh, to qualify, but no, look, I mean, Swords Rex has been poor, perfect so far. Futurist here, so he does get in behind dogs, but you know, until he is, I mean, you just can't really oppose him, can you? I'll certainly bet without the favourite in this way, so I think it might be an interesting race to bet without. I'd certainly be happy to take on uh, take on Bally McFinn. I think Azura might be popular without. She was a great result for me last week, Azura, when she won in the race where we well laid Bally Hemick and Leo, and obviously with Romeo Magico going out, there's plenty of money about for him, so. Yeah, it'd be a race I'll bet without on as well as betting straight and just to see if Swords Rex can continue his way. Marks with Arby has been anti-post favourite. Do you think he can do it, Joe? Well, I have got a super mega nap in this race. Oh, go on. Because three out of my uh, four anti-post bets all run in the same heat. So a combination tri-cast on the other three is absolute <laughs> certainty here to land. So... Uh, <laughs> No, look, as you say, look, Romeo Top Gun, he, he's done well. He, you know, 29-16 in the book, he has got a good draw. Bally McFinn has been the disappointment of the derby for me. I'm, I'm obviously on him anti-post, but he just hasn't looked himself. I don't know whether he just hasn't taken to toaster. It, it happens, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, hopefully he qualifies. You know, Swords Rex, last four runs, all sub-29, sub outstanding. I look forward to seeing that betting without market lofty. Hopefully, if you do that, because that will be interesting. It's it's hard to oppose him, but look, fabulous Azura looked back to her best last time or, or near enough. It was a really impressive run. Mystical Mario absolutely pinged out, uh, but she showed good early and, and picked him up on the on the third bend. Um, four's no issue for her here. Um, even though she's a railer, you know, no hassle in four. But she'll need to break well with, with Swords Rex and, and Distant Podge either side of her. And again, you know, Distant Podge, that was the performance that we were all waiting for last time out. And he'll need to do that again to to qualify here. So um, it's, a, it's a really good race. I hope I hope, I hope three of my uh, anti-post bets can get through. I doubt it. It's hard to see past Swords Rex. But, um, you know, in, in the withouts... I'd have to see the prices, but a fabulous Azura and distant Podge would, would be of interest for sure. Yeah. And I'd be looking at Romeo Top Gun potentially just with the draw. Uh, Barry? Yeah, it's impossible to oppose Sword Rex, Danny, and what he's done so far. He's been absolutely sensational. And I think if he comes out level, he leads to the corner. <clears throat> I watched the pitch closely in our last couple of runs, fabulous Azura. I don't think she'll cause him any problems as regards heading into the rail. She does move to the rails, but she won't move to the rails until they're right on the crown of the bend, so he should be okay there. Distant Podge, the most impressive thing for me about Distant Podge, looking back at the racing, was he held Savannah Ball all the way into the first bend the second time around. So he, he's strong out in front, and I think if he was to lead Sword Rex around, he'd be very, very hard to pick him up because he's actually stronger than I gave him credit for. And if he keeps coming out in those four, ten sections, well, it could be interesting. 
But look, the one we keep on forgetting about and we keep writing them off is Bally McFinn. And <laughs> look, I know how good Bally McFinn is. It's as I keep on harping on about it wasn't that long ago that he was beating Sordex in Shelburne Park, Fairland Square. And we have to remember it's only just over four weeks ago that he clocked 2804 in Tralee in a trial. So like he's you can't write him off yet. He hasn't had things go his own way. Yes, he has been a little bit disappointing, but he's yet to really secure a clear run. And he is one of the best Ireland have, and we see how well the Irish are doing in this derby. He really is one of the best when he gets it right. So it's just too early to be writing him off. In fairness, his price does reflect that. I think he's skinny enough at five or six to one on what he's shown. He's scraped through on a couple mm. of occasions. But look, it's very hard to look past Sorge Rex, but there still is a run left in Bally McFinn. So there's still life in the old dog or the young dog with Bally McFinn and Swords Rex. Just very, very tough to take on. So interested to see what that uh, betting without markets going to look like. Alongside the quarterfinals of the Greyhound Derby, we've also got the RPG TV Derby Plate. And the first three from each of the heats goes through to the semi-final next week. The first of them comes up as race number two. And we've got trap one, Delish Frankie, two, Brookside Richie, three, Ballymac Joey, four, My Girl Mia, five, From Post to Pillar, and six, Hopes Woof Woof. I think we're all stunned to see From Post to Pillar has now got a middle seed next to his name. But no, I, I understand the reasons why uh, Lewis and Rab McNair did it in the uh, Greyhound Derby. And I think he'll do a, a much better job from box five. But is he one that we can take on, Lofty? Come on, Danny. It's a silly question you've asked me there. <laughs> you know exactly what. You know exactly, everyone in the world knew exactly what my thoughts were from post to pillar during the Greyhound Derby. What's different in the Greyhound plate? Look, I mean, I love the dog to bits. 600 at Shelbourne. Either given the Irish Derby, 550, it'd be a different dog. Toaster, no. Yeah. He's got Brookside Richie, goalkeeper up the inside for me. You know, he's shown plenty of speed, Brookside Richie. I think the trap will suit him as well. Um, I'll be desperately keen to take him on. A in the heat and B outright. Uh, I did look. I know. Um, I think Joe sent over a uh, James Price price. Should we say further this? And uh, he didn't actually make him. Play. Oh, the dog started on me. Now. He didn't actually make him favourite. He actually <laughs> played uh, Brooks on which in Arcadi. I think uh, drink powers in front of him. But no, happy to take him on. My girl Mia. To be fair, she's a railer. Should we go across the walls of fence? But it's always going to be a case of uh, having to load the posty. But I'm sure there'll be some uh, pre and post race banter with Mister McNair anyway in this race. But I'm going to be quite happy to be with Brookside Richie in the first league of this play. Totally with you on Brookside Richie. I absolutely love the dog. So hopefully Jimmy Fennick has a winner in the first heat. Joe, who are you with? This is a cracking heat to kick off the play, isn't it? I mean, this could be the final. As Lofty said, I think it's sort of post to pillar. Brookside Richie are all sort of co co favourites, and then Bally Mac Joey and Delish Frankie are, are not far behind. If you haven't seen it already, you should go back and look at Delish's Delish Frankie's run at home yesterday when he was second uh, to What's Up Eva because it is an absolutely incredible run. He met so much trouble and he nearly got up. It absolutely brilliant. So watch that on the ground. Uh, app on the Racing Post ground app if you can. But um, look, 
two should lead Brookside Richie here from, from his draw. He has got a good draw. But he'll have to be on his toes with my girl Mirren for who will be coming in and she can, you know, she can blast out and has got good earlier south. So it might set up nicely from, from post to pillar, actually, if that does happen. And he might get a little bit of room around the outside. And if he's anywhere near, he's he's going to win this, isn't he? So, uh, it, again, like, as I say so many times, it's hard for me to, to assess without seeing the prices because it's a really tough race. And one of these is going to be third favourite that's probably got a good chance, you know, whether that be Dealish, Frankie, Brookside Rich will probably be a good price. And who knows? from post to pillar might be odds against Lofty. What do you think? I think he always certainly will be. Yeah, he always <laughs> certainly will be. Um, I mean, I would be surprised if Richie start favourite in this face. It'd be the case of when everybody will try and lay him again. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I certainly will be. And if the other bookmakers on the track or people on the exchanges think the same way as well. But um, it's, it'll be fun. Look, I'm looking forward to seeing him run. Look, mm. Everyone loves a dog. You know, he got beat at Hove after his... Uh, you know, his, his toaster events in the Derby, but, you know, he shows so much pace in that race. We know how fast the dog is and he's an exciting dog to watch. But um, as He I said was before, unlucky in the, in the first round. I know he, he, you say, oh, the draw made it stuck, unlucky yeah. for him, but he, what, he, he was very unlucky as yeah. well. Like. The, wrong, the wrong place at the wrong time when he stumbled, wasn't it? He was unlucky to qualify, as, as you say. I just thought, I wish in a way he would have qualified. It's not going to kept landing him at a short price for another <laughs> couple of rounds, but there we go. Well, look, for, for this, I'm sitting on the fence again, unfortunately. Splinters in my ass. Again. I hope Delish Frankie runs runs well because I'm, you know, a massive fan of Delish Frankie. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till I see the price. Is probably no bet. Barry, are you being a brave boy and giving me a bet here? Yeah, I will. And look, I'm going to be with from Post Pillar here. And I'll tell you why, Danny. We look at, we've seen Sarge Rex bomb out. We've seen Clown Duke bomb out. And they've got solos and the whole lot. And nobody has come near 2860. And he's done it twice. There's no doubt in the dog's pace. And I know draws win races and he has a tricky draw. But I do think, and I agree with Lofty, my Garmia will be moving to the rails. But you simply can't ignore those runs, the 2860s. And this race will have as much as much interest as all of the other quarterfinals. That's the, that's how, how well respected and well thought of this dog is. Everybody yeah. will have an opinion of him. And he'd be in around even money. So you can be a backer or you can be a layer. But for me, I think I'll be a backer. Just It'd be great to see him win because he has... Such of a following, whether it's a following for him or against him, you know, everybody has an opinion of him. And look, I think he was very unlucky in the first race. He showed all sorts of pace when he was beat there at home. But I think if you got any sort of a clear run, I respect Brookside Richie. He was very good on Monday night when he won at Nottingham. But um, this dog has massive gears. 28-60 twice around Toaster. And we haven't seen anything come near that in the derby so far. So I'll be with from post to pillar on Saturday. <laughs> The Marmite dog from Post to Pillar runs in the first heat of the RPG TV Derby Plate. Just to say, there is an RPG TV TikTok account that Ashley Williams um, asked me to promote on the podcast as well. So check it out. Um, do make sure you have a look because we're all giving our different thoughts of um, what's going on in the Derby as well with little videos and things. And it's it's got a fledgling following at the moment. So uh, Google it and yeah, find it. I think I follow it now. I think I had to make an account last week. Can't remember. Been to Lisbon and back since then. So uh, definitely do give it a, a little follow. We've got the second heat, which comes up with Trap 1, YI Man, 2 Black House Harry, 3 Goldies Perryman, 4 Links Top Gun, 5 Arcadian, 6 Supernova. And certainly on Twitter, this will be the one that everybody wants to watch and follow with Goldies Perryman down the centre. If he can get out well, which he should do with Black House Harry and Links Top Gun on either side, he should be leading those two at least into the first bend. We know that YI Man can get out the boxes quickly as well, but I can't go away from... Steve, lad, there's no chances. The Joe, I, I just can't go away from him. 
Well, I mean, he was second in the plate last year, mm. wasn't he? And he, he ran a cracker. Um, even in defeat last time, he ran a really good race. Um, what was he, fourth? Yeah. Uh, yeah, behind Burj Khalifa. But, you know, he ran a good race in defeat, didn't he? And he certainly got every chance to make it all the way in the plate this year. So, uh, fingers crossed Steve Ladd can do it. I mean, why I man obviously fell in the derby and was, you know, was unlucky there. He's gone to Monmore for a solo and done 28-23 to show he's in good heart. You know, that's a, that's a fair enough time. He's better drawn in one here and he's got Blackhouse Harry outside of him who's got, you know, not got a lot of early um, so could certainly lead and, you know, Goldie Perryman, Goldie's Perryman outsider. That's a certainly get a good pitch on the first bend. Anyway, Arcady, as we know, can blast out, got loads of early. Been to Oxford himself since the derby and, and done 26.85 last time, which is which is excellent. Um, and 27.19 at Oxford too. So, you know, in good heart. And I think Arcady will be will be hard to beat here. Um, but I think, you know, we could see a better YI man also. But uh, yeah, another another decent race. Go on, Steve, lad. Our, our candy for me. <laughs> so Arcady for Joe. Uh, love to hear you with. Yeah, good heat this. You say the first two heats are, are definitely the, the two strongest heats. Uh, I think like like a lot of people, I was on Goldie's Perriment about 14 to 1 last year. He just got touched off in the final of this and it was a, a gutty for the boys on, on the night. Um, Arcady, obviously, I assume the trials at Oxford are for the Power Mail, which starts a, a couple of weeks after the Derby finishes. Uh, about 28.75 was after racing there yesterday, I think, which is the track record in theory. I know you can't take them in trials there, but that's, you know, some run. Um, it was a little bit disappointing, I thought, for me with Derby. He just seemed to he hit the rails. He took a couple of full steps, I thought, in the uh, when he got beat in the first round by Bally Mac John. Then was very disappointing in behind ball sports gift. But, you know, he's proved the form he's got round there when he won the uh, won the juvenile. So, you, you know he can do it. And he reproduced those Oxford runs back round there. You know, he's, he's going to make them all go. Uh, why I, man, I was a little bit disappointed with him. I mean, he, he created a good impression. He looked good to the eye in that first round of the Derby. But, um he was very, very easy to back in the second rounds. And I mean, he was he was well beaten when he found trouble and he fell off the last bend, but he was well beaten at the time. The Monmore trial suggests is, is all was well with him. Look, I'd love to see Goldie's Perryman win here. I think, you know, he might have been sort of like a freshened up for this. So it's a race he just got touched off in the final last year. And I think he'll certainly qualify. But Cardi hasn't got his early trapping boots and they could even nip round in front here, maybe, because say, why our man was very, very flat, I thought, in the, uh, in the Derby second rounds. So I'm going to be with Goldie's pair. I'd love to see him run a big race anyway, and I think I think he could well do. But obviously, Arcadi, you've got to take those Oxford trials, you know, on, on merit as well. And he brings that form back to Toaster, which you know is capable of to make them all go in this. And the dog agreed as well. Dog nap. <laughs> what dog about the car? Yeah. Cardi, we've, we go, we've, yeah. been, we've been hearing from him throughout the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think we're finding his ball now. He's really annoying me. <laughs> <Where's it going? laughs> now, Barry. Who are you fancying in this tough one? Yeah, I think Arcardi will go off favour. It was a flying run, as Lofty said, around Oxford there the other day. Um, go on, Steve, lad. We all want Goldie's party man to qualify. I think he's a tricky draw to win three. Why I man is a dog. Blessed with good early pace. Good early pace, though, when he gets to the front early. And I mean in the first 10, 15 yards, because he doesn't. He's he's a little bit of a sulker. Uh, his, his win in the first round, 28-96, that was one of the best first round runs. Flying run. And he's well capable. He's a massive sprint run down on the dock. One of the fastest runs we've seen all all year down there. So when he gets it right at the start, he's very, very hard to beat. I thought Black House Harry was a little bit unlucky not to qualify uh, last week. I'm just finishing fourth. But um, yeah, I'll be with YI Man from a perfect draw on one. I think if he traps level, he should win. Okay, YI Man for Barry. 
On to Heat 3, we've got Trap 1, Droopy's Google, 2, Milton Noah, 3, Ballymac Bronze, 4, Thunder Black, 5, Tommy's Boss, and 6, Forest Icon. I'm a little bit in love with Droopy's Google. Really, really like this lad and thought he was quite impressive in the first round of the derby when he beat Ballyhimmick in Leo. Came unstuck in the second round and didn't get the best of the break last time at Hove. He was very slow to go. So if he's got his trapping boots on, I think he could go well on the inside. But I was also pretty impressed by Tommy's boss throughout the competition as well. Third behind, as I say, second behind Romeo, uh, behind Marie Champion, then last behind Romeo Command after a little bit of trouble in the third round. I think this is a, a fair bit easier than the races he has been contesting recently. And I think, yes, he's not the fastest starter, but I think he'll be on the premises late. So I'd have it between Google and Tommy's boss for me. What about you, Barry? I'd be with Tommy's boss. I've been with him in nearly every round of the competition last week. And I was trying to scramble back up that star sports leaderboard last week. And I <laughs> napped him and he absolutely walked out. I just think he's consistent at the start. Danny. He's a lot of 410s, 412s. And even do, doing those times, he's not actually flown from traps. And I still do think if he gets to the lead on his own, he will improve. He's consistently doing around 2940. The night he almost got to the front, well, he did really, but he had married champion just on his backside as he entered the back straight. So I think a dog out in the bunny on his own will always improve a little bit. You're right in what you said. This is a little bit of an easier contest than he has been uh, competing in. Hopefully he gets a start and right back to the 410s and the 412s. And I still maintain if he gets clear down the back straight, a length or two ahead of something, he'd clock a 2910 or a 2920 and he'd be very hard to pick up. So I'd be with Tommy's boss in the third heat. Hopefully he can go well, Lofty. Yeah, tricky one. This so like Droopy's Google. He just seems lost his trapping boots a bit, doesn't he? he has some, you know, pretty good form as a pup, and what he's showing around. I'm gonna be with Forest Icon here. He just keeps himself out of, out of trouble, stays wide, he stays strong. I guess maybe we're just a, a tap quick for him in the derby, but you know, the slight ease back in grade. He's got a perfect draw outside. I agree with Tommy's boss. He was, you know, a nice dog who's got plenty of form and effort for Reggie Older. He must be the oldest train. I think the license at the moment. You know, he's a. He keeps the dog running, he kept the dog ticking well, and a few people backed him at big price for the derby, but he was well backed in all these heats actually as well, so he didn't go without support, but this is a, say, this would be certainly be weaker than the first two heats, and um, Droopy's Google if he can find his trapping boots, but I just think Forest Icon's got a, a lovely draw on the outside here, and uh, he can make use of it in trap six for, for Big Kev. Okay, Forest Icon then yeah. for Big Kev, and Joe? Yeah, Forest Icon certainly not out of it with the with the draw for sure. I think I had it between one and five though, like you, like yourself. Um, Tommy's boss almost certainly gonna gonna lead, isn't he? And he and he could very well hold on here. Um, didn't happen last time, but um, you know this is a, this is a weaker race. Troopers Google brilliant first uh, win in the first round of the Derby, and then had a little bit of bad luck in the second round. But I don't think the draw in trap three helped helped him that time, and he's back in trap one here. You know, nice race at Hove last time after being slowly away and, and just missed out. So it's clearly still in great form. Um, lot to like, you know, the twenty nine oh seven calculated time is just the the best time to be here, and I probably uh, edge towards Troopers Google. To Possibly Thomas Boss, depending on the price of the two, really. <laughs> so price dependent, but one and five, Droopy's Google and Tommy's Boss. And then we're into heat number four, which is race number 12. And one, White Clover, two, Rioca Joey, three, Infield Billy, four, Jetstream Wind, five, Stevie Nose and six, Doghouse Dazzler. Well, Doghouse Dazzler has the draw and will be finishing like an absolute train. But I do think Rioca Joey in a race where there's not a massive amount of early pace could 
uh, ping out and make most of the running here. He absolutely fell out the boxes and stumbled and just really hopeless out the traps in the first round. So we know he can trap. Hopefully he can do um, do it on Saturday night. And I know that Kevin Hutton on our very first podcast did flag up this lad as well as one to follow. So I'm going to take his advice and I'm going to follow him in the fourth heat of the Derby plate. Lofty. Exactly what you said to Danny. That's the that's the that's the price you pay with a dog. He's not the most consistent trapper. Um, this five hundred would be would be his absolute maximum distance as well. Um, you know, he starts probably one in every three or four starts. I know he's gone and won a couple of little races at Swindon. You know, twenty eight oh six. He's flying around Swindon. He's proved it in in lesser company, but that Achilles heel is definitely at the traps. Um, I mean, I. I laid him for fortunes in that first round heat and then laid a three and a half thousand to one the winner right in the hole, as I say, and could have cried uh, when he when he stumbled in that first round heat of the derby. Uh, you know, what you see is what you get with him. He's undoubtedly a very, very fast dog. And I think someone like Oxford, if he, if he went to the power mail at Oxford, I think he'd be, I'd be with much, you know, much interested in that. Um, I'm going to take a big flyer here on a, a white clover. who got plenty of good uh, form as a pup. Um, he's got a lovely draw here because Viocco Joey does tend to go middle slightly as well from the boxes. I don't think he's an absolute bang railer, even though he's in trap too. And he's a dog who's got plenty of speed as well if he shows it for Tom Hill Bron here. Yeah, some decent form back in the puppy. Got to the final with the uh, the Monmore puppy derby back in the uh, back in the spring and I think he's about a 40 or 50 to one shot outright for this. So he's got definitely of interest in me. I might have a few quid on him, I must admit outright. Um Stevie knows who ran very well against Goldie's Perriman in the first round and they finished a mile clear, I remember that night, the, the pair of them. Um and he's a bit disappointed. He just qualified behind Kachis and then was, uh, went out last time. But look, Rioja Joe is going to be quite short again. I know Joe said to me earlier on today, he thought he fancied him a bit for the competition outright, but he thought he was quite short outright. I think he'll be quite short in this. And as was in the derby, I'll be happy to take him on again at a skinny price. What do you reckon, Lofty? What price do you think he'll go off at for the heat? Difficult to see without looking at it. It'll, it'll be odds on, I think. Uh, it's not, not the strongest heat. He's about an eight to one chance when he outright. Um, yeah. I can see I can see him being a shade of odds on here, certainly. But I'd be more than, more than happy to try and lay the dog just on the side of the fact that he's, you know, he's not the most consistent in the boxes. I know he's got to say he's got all the speed imaginable when he does hit the lids, but that's so that's his Achilles heel for me. Okay, so Rioja Joey, hopefully we'll get the, well, for me, hopefully we'll get the break, not so for Lofty if he's trying to lay him. Uh, Joe, who do you reckon? Yeah, I think, again, it's, you know, if Rioja Joe is odds on, I do fancy him here. He has got a good draw and he, and he certainly should lead if he, if he gets out. I mean, he's got some great splits on his card. I mean, look, the stumble out of the traps in the first round was a bit of a bit of a fluke, wasn't it? It doesn't happen very often whether he traps or not. You know, he, he properly didn't get that right. Um, and, he sh- and he certainly should lead here. As Lofty said, when I was looking and going through the heats earlier and I, I thought Rioja Joey might be one for the outright market and then I saw he was seven to eight to one. It's far too short for, for me. I thought it might be double that, but um, that's how, how off I am when I'm, I'm making a tissue. But uh, I think, look, infield Billy and Jetstream Wind were both, you know, they're both heat winners in the derby. Um, that they, they were both a bit unlucky in in the in the rounds they were knocked out. Uh, you know, infield Billy was stopped at a bad stage down the back straight when he was just going again, um, and he you know he probably would have qualified if it wasn't for that. And Jetstream Wind had a, had a terrible trip as well and did well to finish fourth in the end also. So, you know, if we're taking on Rioja Joey, it might be one odds on I'd lay or depending on you know Jetstream Wind or, or infield Billy, um, I might I might end up back in one of those two. I think they've got a good chance against the favourite. 
So we'll be looking at the prices uh, with interest when they price them up for the fourth heat of the Derby plate. Barry, who are you siding with? Yeah, look, it's hard to get away from Rioja Joey. I know what Lofty's saying. He did walk out in, in when it mattered. Like you look at his, his sectionals previous to the start of the Derby, the 405, the 406, the 415. And then when it mattered, he was 444, absolutely walked out. And it's probably not ideal switching traps so soon. He's gone from Toaster to Swindon back to Toaster again. There is a chance he could miss it. He's very, very quick. And I seen an interview with Kevin Hutton on Racing Post Greyhound TV. He speaks highly of the dog. But like if Jetstream wind a chance out in trap four, infield Billy hasn't got much early pace. And Jetstream wind has been up in the 405 and a 408 on a couple of occasions. Had a 29-25 on his card when winning the heat of the derby. So if Rioja Joey was to miss it, there's not a lot of uh, early pace in Jetstream wind's immediate left in infield Billy. So at a bigger price than Rioja Joey is likely to be, part of the four to six, four to five, I'd rather be with Jetstream wind. Okay, going with jet stream wind. Well, that is the Derby plate done and dusted uh, on Saturday night. But we've also got another competition starting with the GreyhoundTrader.com stakes. And it's race one that kickstarts these heats. First three advancing to next week's semi-final. We've got four heats of this one as well. Trap one is Bramble Trippier. Two, Bombay on fire. Three, Make It Magical. Four, Gizmo Smasher. Five, Rapido Lady. And six, Coppice Warrior. This is fiercely tricky because we've got... At three uh, debutants here, Bramble, Trippier, Bombay on fire and make it magical. Certainly British de- debutants anyway. And then you've got Gizmo, Smash, Rapido, Lady and Coppice Warrior, who've all seen the racetrack before. I've got to be with Rapido Lady here because she's three from seven so far. She's improving with every start that she's having at the moment. She's won at Central Park in an open, Hove in an open, Monmore in an open. She's versatile. I like her. And she's in good hands with Mark Wallace. So Rapido Lady would be certainly the one for me, albeit I'm wary of Make It Magical because his time in a trial recently was pretty good in the context of this race. So those are the two I'm looking at, but I would be betting Rapido Lady, I think, on Saturday. Barry? Yeah, uh, Make It Magical. This Grangeview 10, uh, Pat Kilfoyle had that dog, Grangeview 10, a lovely fawn dog. He's some incredible early speed and, and all his prodigy seems to have Fantastic early speed as well. Not the strongest stayers in the world, I must say, but you'd expect this one to come on from her trials. She's getting a little bit better in her in her splits. She's 430 and then 425, but they do have plenty of early pace. Gizmo Smasher's been around a while, hasn't he? He's done me a favour mm. on more than one occasion. He's got good form over six bends as well as four bends. So I'd probably be with Gizmo Smasher just because he has that bit of experience. He's coming back from a slight layoff. But um, yeah, I'd be looking at magical, make it magical for, for future rounds. I'd say she will come on, but Gizmo Smasher for me. Joe, it's not the strongest of heats, is it? Um, I was at the I was at the pre Derby toaster sales when uh, iPad Warrior, who's now Coppice Warrior, went for twelve bags. Um, beautiful blue greyhound, really, really nice looker. I have to say, I think that's got a good chance. But then yet to win since since the trials. But that trial was twenty nine eighty eight. Has been running some some decent races in defeat, but that's a slight concern. But might be good enough to win this. You know, Rapido Lady. Is respected for sure, 29.86 on the card, but generally in runs at Toaster have been over 30 seconds. And I think in the context of this race, you know, make it magical. She's only in October 21. She's done three t- trials, all sub 30 seconds, should be improving. Um, and I, I think I'd, I'd take a chance on, on her in this race. Okay, taking a chance with make it magical. Lofty? Yeah, as you say, you know, three dogs here making a debut. I've got a range view, 10 dog as well, actually. He's got similar early pace, but that's about all he has got. He hasn't got much else going for him. Uh, Gizmo Smasher, you know, he's got plenty of back form. Um, I've seen him in running in Oxford over six bends. Been off the card for a little while, but 
I mean, the, the trials back seem okay, 20, 29, 85. I think in the context of this race, you know, he's a strong man in type. He's got plenty of experience and it's just about Mark Marcardio and just a bit, a bit of one for me and this Gizmo Smasher. Okay, so two votes for Gizmo Smasher. All of us pretty much keeping an eye on Make It Magical and I'm with Rapido Lady. Mm-hmm. Second heat sees one Arthur Cucumber, two Coppice Trophy, three Savannah Topcat, who was Romeo Topcat, four, four from two, five Salakers Blake and six Fridays Awesome. I've always liked Arthur Cucumber, uh, but she has not won as many races as I expected her to. And she does keep getting into trouble on the first turn. However, she switches from all the outside draws to the inside draw. So it might well be in her favour for Patrick Godfrey. But I don't know. I'd have to see the price on Saturday, to be honest, if I'm going to go and row in with her. And Savannah Topcat would be the one for me. Uh, Nine wins so far in his career. He's got the fastest time in this field over the... 500 of 29.34 when he won a trial stakes back on the 14th of May, beat Bally Himmikin Mel. I did all right in the first round, came second, and then got bumped and crowded all over the place behind Romeo Magico. So Savannah Topcat would be the one for me down the centre. Joe. Yeah, can't see past Savannah Topcat here myself. Um, obviously, had a nice win in the trial stakes. Second in the first round heat. It should be good enough versus versus these. I mean, as you say, Arthur Cucumber, not won since March. But that was a 29.56, so a respectable time. But it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, four from two is a, a very nice dog. But, you know, very good round hoe for sure. Salakers, Blake, no hope. Be, should be a massive prize. A5, A6 dog. Uh, really up against it. And Friday's awesome. Has got some good times around Toaster. But well beaten by Savannah Topcat in a, in a heat of the derby. So, um you know, Coppice Trophy, to be fair, um, has been running some OK races at, at Oxford, but just not good enough for him. Free, free trials at Toaster early in uh, early in his career, all over 30.4 seconds. You know, it's just not, not going to cut it. Savannah Topcat's a good dog. We know that. Probably be a short price, but just, just can't see it getting beat. Can you see him getting beat, Lofty? Uh, four from two has got a nice bit of form, as you say, Van Hoof. Um, you know, he's been very, very lightly raced. Uh, again, only a youngster. Charlie was pretty decent, uh, 29.58. He'd probably be the one for me here. Uh, well, he's also got a nice draw on the outside. Savannah Top Cat, I know, uh, I know Kevin bought it, I think, for, you know, he's another one of his dogs in the Derby, and uh, he ran perfectly well on the first against Jetstream Wind and just found a bit of trouble in his uh, second round. Of course, with Chris Hambin, I've got a couple of dogs with. But I'm going to be with four from two here. Just think these, uh, the trial is pretty decent, and his whole form stacks up pretty well against some of these. Four from two for Lofty. Barry? Yeah, I like four from two as well. Um, Danny, well bred. A brother too mm. likes a magical Kyle, not Kylie. Mm. Um, he's also <laughs> half brother to Magical Mary and, and Untold's Lottie as well. So, as Lottie mentioned, his trial was decent. Hasn't got that much to find on Savannah Topcat's very best form. And if he can improve on that four eleven section, he's got some good splits around Hove. So hopefully he can improve for that recent run there. And yeah, Savannah Topcat for me is going to go off maybe a shade of odds on. So maybe he might get a bit of three to one or seven to two. About four from two could be a bit of value on that. He. Okay, so split down the centre with Savannah Topcat and four from two. Then we have the third heat coming up, and it is race number nine, trap one, Romeo Salvo. Two, make it Avene. Three, one day Scooby. Four, Bramble Joe May. Five, Milton Lango. And six, Deanridge Skippy. Well, Skippy's got the draw on the outside, but was stone last behind Brookside Richie in the first round of the derby. Was very slow to go, 440 split, and... He can show a bit of early pace. He did in a trial at Romford, and hopefully he can get out a little bit quicker for Alison Kelly Pilgrim. But 
I don't really know who to go with here. I quite liked Romeo Salvo. One day Scooby has won a couple of nice races over at Nottingham. Um, and Bramble Joe May, we just don't know anything about yet because he's had two trials. That's it. And the trial around the four bends wasn't amazing. 30-36. Now he could go on bundles for that because he is a son of Premier Fantasy. But it's a case of will he? I don't know. So I've got an eye on Bramble Joe May. I think I'm going to have to go with Romeo Salvo on the inside. And hopefully he can go uh, one better than last time. And I mean, the 29-35 that he recorded, I mean, behind Swords Rex would be enough to, to actually win this. And he didn't get the best of the break on that occasion. But I did find this one tricky, Barry. Yeah, the dog you're talking about in four, Bramble John May, had some good form in the unraced stake around Enniscorty um, behind the likes of Glengar Marta, who I think is in the Oaks final this weekend. I think she might be. Um, so that was a good stake. But look, his, his trial form recently just leaves an awful lot to be desired, doesn't it? 17.33 around Newcastle. And then 30.36, he'll need to be gone some 10 lengths quicker to win this. I agree with you. I'll be with Romeo Salvo in one. His last couple of outings there haven't been too bad. 29.35 and 29.59. And any dog who can hold Derby's delights to a length and a half in a solo trial must have plenty of pace because he had a solo trial there against Derby's delight only about a week ago and was beaten just over a length and three quarter. And I know it's over four bends. Derby's delight is much better over six, but I'm sure if Derby's delight gets a clean run at you over four bends, he's very, very strong. So I'll be with Romeo Salvo. Okay, with Romeo Salvo, just like me, Joe. You know, bar six, there's not a lot of early pace on here. And I think six will, will be quite clear and get picked up late on um, I think look, one day Scooby might be able to get the rail from from free uh, I've got two decent trolls um, so far you know 2940 tw- 29.47 and this race isn't going to take a lot of winning and I'm going to side with trap free one day Scooby for Paul White I think okay one day Scooby for Joe Lofty yeah tricky hey in fact I think uh, Dingridge Skipper was actually runner up in this event last year to um, Antigua Sugar who won this this uh this very competition last year, and it was on the on the final night. He was a much better dog then, though. He does seem to have regressed a bit slightly since then. Old Skippy out in trap six. I'm going to be with Romeo Salvo, as I said. The uh, you know the two runs behind here, the, the 29-59 is perfectly good enough. The Newcastle trial, a bit of trouble in a race, but we know how fast Derby Delight is over the over the six bends, and he's got his quirks. Derby Delight, but he's a very fast dog, and you say to get within uh, you know to take him along a while. That trial's probably decent enough. The draw might be decent enough as well. So. Just keep an eye on Tua, obviously, with an awkward comment on the card uh, and his last run at Toaster. But he's uh, had, a, had a trial back since then, so hopefully he won't cause any issues here. But I'm going to be with one Romeo Salvo. Three votes for Romeo Salvo and one for One Day Scooby. And then we get to the final heat, which is race number 11 at 9.04 of the GreyhoundTrader.com stakes. Trap one is Ballymac John. Two, Make It Epic. Three, Salma Alma. Four, Nanny Jezebel. Five, Magical Camilla, and six, Swithin's TJ. Six, of course, has got the draw, soul-wide seed in the field, and did win a nice race at Oxford last time as well. Has got a fair, well, a little bit of early pace, Swithin's TJ. Salma Alma is the one for me that is tricky to unpick because I saw her lose her maiden tag when she was at Romford back in May. She's only won twice from 14, and... I I know that Connections were always thinking this bitch was going to be a really nice stayer. And she proved it when she beat Luz Days by half a length uh, back in May. She then followed up 
um, in the final and won by three lengths beating right joe she has got a fair bit of early pace and obviously she does stay a little bit as well so she'd be of interest to me salma alma but Mark Wallace has also really talked up Ballymac John and he was unlucky, got crowded behind Ballymac Marino in the second round of the derby and I'd possibly make it between those two, Ballymac John and Salma Alma because I know that Ballymac John's quite a strong runner. He can get away from the boxes quickly. He's put in a 4-12, 4-11 split so he should be there or thereabouts up to the first turn and then it's a case of whether or not Salma Alma can get out the boxes here as well. I those are the two for me that have stood out in this lineup. But what about you, Joe? It's hard to get away from Ballymac John here. He's 13 to 8 to win the competition um, mm -hmm. for the prices we saw from James. Very short. Um, but I've, I've mentioned it before. He's a dog I really like. September 21. Um, you know, he, he just got out. He didn't get out well enough last time, did he, in the, in the derby? And then he kept having a battle with Savannah Bailey, which didn't help his chances. And, uh, you know, Bally Marino was won easily. But in this company, I, I just can't see it. I think it'll be a very short prize. Make it epic's a really nice bitch and one to, to keep an eye on. She's only in November 21. Um, but she's done some nice trials. Um, obviously, um, she was at the Oxford, Oxford sales. Um, and we're sold there. And I think she might make into a nice sort. Um, and as you said, Swiven's TJ isn't uh, isn't no back number here. But I just think Ballymac John's very classy, very good dog. Um, and he'll, he's got track one and he'll win comfortably. OK, so keen on Ballymac John is Joe. Barry? Yeah, can't argue with that, Danny. I thought he was very impressive in the first round against Arcardi when Arcardi came out quickly. And Ballymac John just had the early pace to get up the inside. I was very impressed. By that run, he's very well bred, um, a homebred of the Dowlings. Ballymac Arminta is one of the only bitches to go under 28 seconds around Shelbourne Park. She's produced some remarkable pups in her short career to date. But yeah, I was taken by him in the first round. He was unlucky in the second round when he absolutely walked out. He's shown big early pace in a couple of wins around Hove as well. I was interested in him too to win this outright, but 13 days is very, very skinny, very skinny <laughs> indeed. But um. He looks like he can take an awful lot of beating in this last heat, but um, I wouldn't be going near him at 13th eight to go three more rounds and, and, and take it. But um, he does look, of all of the dogs we've seen, he looks the most progressive. But um, 13th eight for outright honours is short, although I still do think he'd probably win. <laughs> and Lofty, are you going to try and take him on? No, nah, look, I'll take him. I looked at the competition quickly today and I saw the prices and we just had a quick chat about it. It's one of our WhatsApp groups and, you know, they stood out like a sore thumb, Bally Mac John. I mean, you know, as uh, as Barry said, regally bred Barry and Bally Mac Arminta. He showed, you know, he's had all sorts of pace around here. It was very, very impressed in the derby first round. I know Mark Wallace saw an awful lot of him as well. He'd done our preview night in the uh, the Mayfair shop and he was very, very sweet on this dog for outright derby honours. So, interesting, he's not gone for the plate. He's probably found maybe the easier option here for a race worth two and a half grand a cat two as, as opposed to the plate you know and um 13 away outright it's it's short but i think come the farmer night when he's about a two to five shot in the final you might look and think 13 away it's valley i do like swivens tj i'm by mike war there nice fella from oxford um nice dog around there strong running sort as well very progressive um i think you can definitely qualify it wouldn't surprise the same reach the final with a strong run inside but bally matt john i think very very high you know 13 away for the competition Come the final with a two to five shot, you might think at 13 to eight look value because I think his fans are a much easier open there than if it had gone for the plate. All right, well, that is a wrap. We have done all 12 races that are coming up on Saturday. We started, of course, with the Greyhound Derby quarterfinals, then went on to the plate, and then we finished with the greyhoundtrader.com stakes. And in this heat, 
It is great to have had your company for the last hour and a bit going through all of the action on Saturday. So once again, Lofty, Barry, very, very happy that you are with us. And thank you so much for giving up your time on a Wednesday evening. The dogs appeared. Look. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the dog's nap? Uh, well, he, he barked at our cardi, didn't he? I think that must have been his nap. Was that our cardi yeah. when you started barking? Pull him out, Yeah, Yeah. that's the one.